Hey y'all, it's Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey. That's gonna be funny when pe- we say it, like, if we were to say it. And when people laughed at that at Burley Festival, I was like, oh, that, that's kind of funny, huh? <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. We've been hearing it for, what is this, 57th time? That was part of my thing. <laughs> Actually, 58th, if you count that episode we lost. Atlantis mm-hmm. look I'm still determined to find that I mean I'm not actively determined because mm-hmm. like I haven't done anything about it since that day <laughs> okay <laughs> but I believe it's somewhere near me I'm determined to to be successful I mean I haven't really done anything about it but <laughs> I feel like it's somewhere in the ether like it gotta be somewhere for those of you who are we talking about Delaney and I one faithful night and you know what we we started early because I don't know what we'd have done if we did, put, did one of our normal shenanigans and we recorded an entire episode and my computer was full and it was like nope sis it said file not found like the whole thing just went poof and I'm like I'm mad because why couldn't it just been like can't be saved it's can't time, be like, saved what? why you have to delete the whole thing why the whole thing gotta go oh um, my god always gotta be difficult huh always gotta be it's always something my student like you know how like when you you taking a lesson like your teacher has a correction for you like typically that's how it goes mm-hmm. she'd be like man miss brown like what's wrong now like it's always something i might get used to a girl that's how life is it's always something it's always gonna be something for real what, what, what the girls do on the streets this week right um so news this week first thing super super quick but just like a little milestone that's amazing new jersey has officially become the first state to have um um, music programs in 100% of their public schools. What? Right. I was like, okay, we're going then. Okay, New Jersey, period. Let me go over there. All right. Yeah, that's what, nothing to do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, they're, um, and just arts programs in general. That's um, dope. Actually, yeah. So I'm just like, I mean, when they figured it out. Right. So, meanwhile, Chicago can't even pay their teachers. So, oh, but it's over. I'm lying. They, you know what they were striking for? One of the things they were striking for? Having nurses. Imagine you teaching first grade and and little Jimmy uh, cuts his arm open to the white meat. What are you supposed to do? Use construction white paper? Meat. Not to the white meat. Use construction paper, wrap it up, and then call 911. Imagine. I'm not doing that. I went to school to teach right, now first he, grade. Now, his mama, who can't afford him, putting a bill for his Exactly. Emergency. Talking about... Because y'all don't a, got a nurse. That is such a privileged thing to, to say. Like... We you just go to the emergency room. Yeah, like, what? everyone has health insurance, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, like my mom told me that I was like, pardon, nurses in every school. That's what. You, that's what. That's one of the things that teachers have to be like. We not doing this. God, I don't want to fix a broke. What if a kid breaks their leg in gym class? You don't know what to do. Like, okay, yeah, they gotta go to the hospital. But what you feel supposed to do Which in is, the meantime? In the meantime, mind you, Chicago's one of the Chicago. Okay, here I go. Illinois is one of the states that has mandatory PE every day. Like you must take PE every every day, every day, every year. Y'all don't have that every day, every year, every year, or? every day, every year. So every single day that you go to school, you go to PE. Yes, that's a musty. It's terrible. It is hellacious. Because like, what happens when you like a class schedule? Like you have to build your class schedule around that. English and PE period. That's that's everything else goes around that. That's fair. Wow. Okay. I mean, even like when you get to high school, you can pick like I want to take dance. I want to take 
uh, adventure ed. Because we just had like, of course, you have say you have six periods or whatever, and so like one day we might have one three five, when we have two four six. Like, oh, you know, some okay, some schools do do that, but then but the 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 schools that do that it equals out to the same thing like because mm. my my cousin's schools has a b days or whatever star and purple or whatever the heck you know <laughs> i don't know what they be doing in arlington heights but and it's like but it, it equals out to the same thing it's like you have to have gym every the only year you the only part of the year you don't have gym is when you have health sophomore mm. year i think that's universal across the state where you don't go to gym you go to health and learn about gonorrhea <laughs> But it's like you have a state that has mandatory gym, so little Jimmy breaks his leg. And what he supposed to do? Now his his femur just hanging off. You gotta wait, like, <laughs> and you gotta call mom and be like, "So we take him to the hospital?" Right now or? he's tibia. What you what you call it? You know, Which one's a tibia? Top one. Girl, you know, the big old one is broken in half. Cause he cause of football. Right now he didn't fail. He didn't fail. Bust out his teeth. Now what we finna do? Like you supposed to just and we got you probably gotta call mom and be like, "So y'all got insurance." So you don't even got no ice pack. Like, what? What the teacher supposed to do now? Oh, I got some pencils in the freezer that you can put on it. Like, <laughs> one thing my, my mom told me, I was like, I'm confused as to how that's a that's a point of conversation. Isn't that like a health? Is that like a? Is that allowed? <laughs> oh, librarian, okay, because that's another thing. Not every school got library. Mm-hmm. Just free. Look sad, but it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. now you got a rotating nurse. Come on, sis. Yeah. What? Where was I? Was I working at? I don't remember where I was with school. I think it was, no, it was my high school where I was like, yeah, the, the nurses on here two days a week. So I was like, <laughs> really? Yeah. That is so, like, that is, should be not, that is. Like, I, so get sick on Wednesday. How do y'all, I feel like I'm missing something. Like, is there a lawyer that listens to the show? Like, I, <laughs> there's no way you could have all them kids. School was dangerous. You got all them clumsy kids bumping into each other one. Then you got stairs. And, and, and first grade, have you watched first graders move around? Right. They're like, and then kids on their phone, right? Walking, not looking where they're going. Now they didn't fell into a ditch. And then, what you finna do? Oh, in the middle of the hallway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what kind of construction you got going on. And then also getting into school, and also like other parking lot. Girl, you know kids don't watch where they're going. And I will say, okay, what is a nurse finna do if your if your leg fell off? Okay. Right. <laughs> but like. <laughs> it, but at least having someone there right, that's to not like, like wrap it up or something till that knows like you know there's some things when you have an initial in- injury that you should do that a nurse would know that I wouldn't know and also like one thing I thought about immediately I have a I when I was in grammar school middle school I had a I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna put my business you already know what allergy I had now it's okay I mean it's not all the way it's not all the way there like sometimes I get a little mm. yeah but we already we saw we saw the truth we shook on it you cannot do that that, that was no you thing. we agreed on you go mm, that was that's all we agreed on okay mm. okay trash and it's like the nurse kept keeps the EpiPen, so it's like now you don't now you don't. you get stung by a bee sorry right well, who you relying on to keep that EpiPen? the kid and i mean also yeah i mean i had a depending on how severe the allergy is when they first found I mean, that yeah, i had, had i had a fanny pack when fanny packs weren't cool anymore <laughs> and i was like okay we're going to make this a purse and then like the older i got like it's become less severe so i was like we can take our chances but <laughs> but when i if it's like you you can't even smell peanuts and now you and now, right now it's airborne and now, yeah then the teacher will come in and like 
stick your thigh with that junk but it's also like there's some things that need immediate response you gotta be right. like well, let me call miss deborah and see if she can roll over here on right. her off day right come on now now was kid to bring your every pen to school now that junk in in the freaking you, know, you don't even know where it's at oh i left it in a science building across campus well let's hope you make it right <laughs> i bet you they make t- i want they probably make parents sign waivers I'm not signing my no waiver for my child to go to public school. Where are my taxes going? I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. I, I, I know not every school has resources, but that is so dangerous to me. I mm-hmm. think that is so dangerous to not have a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I like, do kids be capping. Yeah. But like, my stomach hurt. I'm right. going to go lay down. And they full blown knocked out on the thing. <laughs> but nah. And I mean, and, and I, you know, I understand I'm speaking from a place of privilege because all of my schools had nurses five days a week eight to five you know what i'm saying like, all yeah. day five days a week i was just part time she bet she never like oh she would use it all her hours so and then <laughs> also the my high school it was like a whole like we had like a evanston hospital had an out clinic in our high school that were there like tuesday wednesday thursday Dang, so there was sick over there so you could so you <laughs> could go see the doctor at my high school and then they had the nurse that had they had like it, I'm no lie they had like five or six nurses in there wow. and then a little back thing with different rooms where you can go lie down and all That's different crazy. yeah it was extensive so I understand I'm speaking from a place of privilege but like I just feel like it's so dangerous not to have a nurse like I just feel like teachers should not be striking for that like, yeah should have got too much going on like that is a tangent <laughs> right look at that John. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway how do we even get there? Teacher strike and then because we were talking about how they because they have uh, arts in every school and then you were like, meanwhile in, in Chicago, Chicago they can't like, even they handle pencils in Chicago they they got dirt floors in Chicago. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you want these dirt floors? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. All right. So Opera North, um, in Leeds is having their very first dementia friendly opera. Um. So Opera North um, is doing a matinee performance of Puccini's La Boheme at Leeds oh, Grand Theater. Oh, that is mine. Yep. I mean, I've never seen or heard any part of Flabboim, so. Mm, that's that, that's that genre right there. Yeah, he, Puccini outdid himself. Period. I don't even, it's like kind of rent, it's kind of renty, but I don't like rent. Yeah, you told me that and you were like, well, if you seen rent, and I was like, I know nothing about rent. So. People like want to nail me to the cross when they. Really? Yeah, when I said I don't like rent. Oh, it's Nikki's favorite musical. I'm like, out of all the musicals? Really? Cats included. You gonna okay. see the Cats movie? <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, that drum looks so freaking stupid. <laughs> you, see, you see that thing with the read with Crystal and Kafiri? And Crystal was like, because the, the thing I was watching today was like, say something nice. And she was like, she's like, why the cats got titty? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Dementia rents. I mean, Lobo M. <laughs> Girl. Um, I see, I was about to get on a tangent about musicals. You seen Wicked? Which is very good. No. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So it was performed. Uh. In full with reduced lighting and uh reduced noise with the low level. Okay. See whoever wrote this talking about it was re- it was full it was uh, performed with reduced lighting and low level light. How got 
Reduce low, what is low level lighting? Reduce lighting. <laughs> Which they just said the same sentence. They had to push that out by noon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we so annoying. Um, <laughs> uh, with reduced lighting um, and noise um, in the auditorium at Leeds Grand Theater. Um, and it also adopted a relaxed approach to audience members moving around during the show. And they chose La Boheme, uh because for for the special performance because it's comparatively short um and it also has sections uh that the audience might uh might recognize so they worked really closely with the peer support service which is a leeds based uh dementia charity to make sure that it met the needs of like people in the audience um so it included an introduction to the opera from the stage and a um and a recap um after after the interval so um, cause that was like sort of the, the part that was especially tailored, tailored to that audience. Um, but some other changes, they also covered some of the mirrors, um, um, sorry, covered some of the mirrors in the toilets, which I don't know what that means. Um, but also, um, no, had I don't it, know something about dementia, so maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, God willing, I never will. Um. And it also had additional staff on duty and a quiet room um, for those who needed a break. Um, and they also um, had like some research, some research done in like in leading up to this. Um, and, and since they found that like, um, okay, since they found that the show has like a hugely beneficial effect um, on people uh, that are affected by by dementia, tapping into memories and like um, mm-hmm. encouraging a response. Uh, when verbal abilities like are not um you know are not achievable for them has been really beneficial so i feel like we've we've talked about a couple things like related to this before on the show like i feel like there's definitely been a rise in like people trying to create more accessible mm-hmm. shows and performances mm-hmm. for people with disabilities or other um or other things that may prevent them from enjoying um a regular just a standard classical music concert or or show so Shout out to Leeds. Okay, lead him. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we're going to play a little game that was inspired um, that was inspired by Crystal and Kid Fury. The leaders. Was it Crystal and Kid Fury? No. Just Kid Fury. Um, So he was on this thing he was on this thing a while ago. Um, this show that Mouse Jones does called I'll Apologize Later. And Kiffy was on it. And I watched it before and then I watched it again. And I was like, oh, I like this. So there's this thing called uh, a, a game they played called Track or Trash. So uh, Mouse Jones played a piece. A piece. No, he didn't. He played a song. <laughs> for Kifiri and he was like you have to say if it's track like if it's like this is lit or if it's trash so I wandered over to your neck of the woods on Pandora okay <laughs> and I'm just gonna I'm, we're just gonna listen to maybe <clears throat> maybe um 15 seconds and we'll probably we'll just do like three conditions considering um <laughs> and then we'll play like 15 20 seconds and then you'll tell me if you think it's track or trash. So I typed in your favorite composer, Schubert. 
and it led me to this piece by list what's it called why it going so fast hold up and just so y'all know we try not to beat Tchaikovsky to this like I know y'all like we get <laughs> we it we get it sis. y'all like He's him good. but just so y'all know ain't nothing to change just in my boo okay so this is piece I wish I could tell you what it's called because, but it's going f- 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 what it's going f- it's going by real real fast the title okay Stan Doken, Lee's Flailing Mine Leader by Franz Liszt. Okay, here we go. Oh, this This is Schubert. It says Liszt. No, this is funny. Oh, see, I don't even know what I'm doing over here. This is one of his songs that I sang for. Uh, oh, show is. What is. Wait, can you click on it? Oh, it's a stanchion. From our last episode, but I look, stanchion is one of his. But why I say list down here? That's very weird. Maybe, oh, maybe he. Because stanchion is a. Um, Transcription is a, for piano. Yeah, he's transcribing. Yeah, this is Stanchion. Okay, <laughs> I was so confused. Because I was like, is it? But I didn't want to sound dumb, so I wasn't going. So, this is track or trash? Yeah. I like this. I like this piece. I don't like having to sing it for a grade yeah. because I can't sing. So, <laughs> that okay. was kind of irritating. Mm-hmm. But I do like this. So, track. Come on, track. Okay. What this? <laughs> this is so beautiful. This is Nocturne for piano number two in E flat by Chopin. Trash is a strong word. I didn't know this. It's nice. Um, I wouldn't say trash. I mean, I probably I would say this again. Yeah, it's only the option. Trash? I mean, I I wouldn't listen to it again. I don't I don't feel no no type about it. Okay. I feel bad. Maybe Schubert's uh, piano music is popular. This past yeah. two things have been piano. What is this? Oh, this is Nocturne number 19 in E minor by Arthur Rubinstein. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do a couple more. I'm trying to be unbiased because now, like, my. my okay again from the previous is carrying over okay. I'm, I'm gonna do one more yeah. I'm gonna do I'm gonna put Tchaikovsky in here and y'all take this for the grain of salt it's only the option Okay, now I'm dancing to it. I'm gonna change. See, <laughs> see, all I have to do is get a little. Okay, I'll put track on this one. I'll put track. Okay, one more. 
Oh yeah, hold up. Yeah, it's thick on the bottom, and it's a G flat, thick. so it's like. Oh yeah, hold up. Be warm. Let me put a little track on this. See, this is you can't judge a book by its cover. Can't judge a song a uh, piece by its exposition. I'm looking after I heard that thing by Clara Schumann that we played for Kimberly today. I was like, I might like, could dabble in piano. Yeah, hold up. And the little right. You <laughs> have to. Did it to him. Okay. Do it to him then. What's uh, that? This is four impromptus in G. Keep picking it up. Hold, <laughs> up. hold up, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is four impromptus. Opus ninety D A nine nine. Is that his thing? Okay, girl. Schubert. No. Wait, maybe. Is that, oh, is that Schubert's thing? D899? I don't know. Yeah, it is. Schubert. Okay, Schubert. Okay, Schubert fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, his four impromptus. Oh, that came up on his on the Spotify thing from last oh, week. This. See? Look at us. I don't know what that picked that job for. <laughs> okay, one more. <laughs> oh, hold up. Moment musical for piano and F minor, Air Bruce. This on Schubert's thing? Mm-hmm. It's by Ron Schubert. Okay. My initial it's like, mm, I have a feeling this mic could turn up just like the last one did. I don't really see it going much any further, but we'll see. I get lit. I'm lit. Regard. I was like, I started yeah. moving my back, and I was like, wait, hold up, it's kind of boring. Yeah, I'm a bit <laughs> trash on this one. It seems a little like, you know, mm-hmm. like you might hear this at the carnival. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, this is why I didn't trick y'all girls because the forte would do it. Yeah, right. We forte. It's the same junk he was just <laughs> playing, just loud. <laughs> hold up. No. See. Yeah, Hayden was a trickster. First of all, never mind. We ain't gonna drag him today. Right after we what he what we said about his first symphony last week. <laughs> right. About, do, 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 so, <laughs> that, do. Went, that went on way too long. <laughs> okay, thanks for playing my game. Oh, maybe next week we can switch. Yeah, maybe we can. Oh, that means I got to do news. Hmm. All right, let's move on. All right, y'all. So today. We're going to be talking a little bit about child prodigies. You know, classical music is good for, uh, he's so talented. So we're going to dig into that a little bit. Talk about if we really think child prodigies exist and whatever and go from there. So I was on IG, actually on IG, I'm going to pull it up. I followed this girl, This she's a child, <laughs> called um, That Girl Lele. And she is a 12-year-old from Houston, now living in Atlanta. And she um, is the youngest person to be signed to Empire Records. So I came across her. She did a, a freestyle over, you know that, remember that shoot, shoot, dance or whatever that I'm so happy is over. Um, you don't remember that where they, like, you, like, do this? Look. We go mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. I just didn't know my name. Yeah, okay. So she um 
she did a freestyle to that. It went viral and then picked up. But she does this thing called like Freestyle Fridays where she'll well, she'll freestyle over a beat. And it's like, look, girl, did you write that? Like, hello? Um, and it's really good. And she's so cute. She'll be like, hey, y'all. Like, put out her lip gloss. And her dad is in the back. I think her dad has some type of musical background. Keep that in mind, y'all. Her dad has some type of musical background. I can't remember if he... There's no information. Like, she's new and she's a child. So there's no freaking docu-series on her um but i believe her dad is a dj or something so he he does all that stuff he hypes her up in the background um i'm gonna play you where i was put i saw this girl go around but then i heard this video she's like the cutest thing and she the thing that's cute about her is that she raps about like kid things like she'll be she'll be talking about getting good grades and and uh junk like that so i'm gonna play uh one of her raps um, right now. did she write that because i could barely write prose at 12 and um i found out that she actually does write her own raps at 12 um because she was featured in some video with rebby ma and rebby ma was like that'd be dope if she wrote her own stuff and then she commented she's like yeah i write my own stuff so i sent this i'm like this is a low-key a child prodigy like if we buy classical music standards or maybe like there's other prodigies and other things right like math and junk she would be like a prodigy in my opinion you're writing your own raps you like you're you're not writing about i mean she said i got money on my mind yeah but like she rapped about paying off bullies and how her dad is her number one love and all that other stuff so um that's a prodigy to me like she's writing stuff that's age appropriate and she sounds like better than a lot of these girls out here um what what were your i sent you this profile What, what were your initial uh What's it called? Reaction? Why am I struggling? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, similar to what you said, I props to anybody that can freestyle because I can't freestyle, improvise, none of that. Right. Um so I was like, I mean, if you freestyle then go ahead then sis, you know I don't really care for kids. So I didn't have that element of like, Oh, she's so cute, oh my god. Like so I was just kinda like, Okay, this little girl rapping, that's cute. I mm-hmm. guess, but the main the but the main thing was like 
girl, you better go ahead with a freestyle because you put you give me a mic talking about free. Only thing I can freestyle is um is uh being funny and that's about it because this whole i mean most of the show is a freestyle right so. i mean yeah if you think about it that way like i, I, I guess we freestyle all day yeah but like you start yeah, my freestyle like, the weekend i also can't do it the other okay <laughs> but i also can't do it the other way around like if someone asked me like hey could you write a, 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 set, a set for this comedy thing like i'd be like girl what right you know yeah but she could do both she could write write her songs and um and just do it on the spot and I think I remember watching somebody freestyle and somebody's like, why they got a notepad in their hand? I think freestyling in rap is similar to freestyle, freestyling in jazz. Someone can correct me if there's a rap connoisseur listening to the show, which girl, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> where it's like... Right, you know Joe Budden got a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And somehow the earth is still on its axis. No, I just mean like, why y'all listen... Okay, I just mean like y'all listen to this, right? But um, I think how it works is that like you, ha- she has an idea of where she's finna go. Like you know how like I don't know if you know, but in jazz it's like you could tell someone who's for real, for real improvising if they take something from the tune and incorporate it into what they're doing. They're not just playing scales and junk, which was what I would be doing. Um, right, I was just about to say, girl, what you at me? So, me, why not even skill? I did one, three, five, right? One, if you one, 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 five, five, one. Right, now we sound like a hiding <laughs> symphony, that's the best I could do. Okay, <laughs> so, um, this got me to thinking about looking at some prodigies, um, and then, t- and then we'll round up the conversation later about uh, what we think about prodigies for real, for real. So, Delaney, you want to start who you pick and, and what they life about and all that. Yeah, so um, I picked someone who is um, current. They're not they're not a child now, but they were a child prodigy. So I picked um, a violinist named Min Lee, who a lot of you, if you if you like follow the classical people on Instagram, you might follow her. Mm, um, I don't. But yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, she's like in her she's like in her thirties now. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's um okay, okay. You had to say, I go to Instagram for fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, she um she's like in her thirties now and she does a lot of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um but she, it, and and what's interesting about her is uh she teaches a lot of child prodigies. Like if you see a lot of those videos of like those little kids in Singapore, that's where she's from, um, in Singapore that are playing like Vidyowski and Tchaikovsky Concerto and all of that, like she posts her students. Mm. Um and she also posts her um her youngest who started i think she posted it was like like the baby was like four months and had like a little td td violet i'm like what are you teaching him first of all can it what are you teaching where's him? the hand-eye coordination <laughs> at the basic level like they can't even feed I itself like, <laughs> at the ba- i'm talking the basics so well I'm like so. I would love to sit in on on a violin lesson. Love to. Um, the four month old. What? Because like, <laughs> right? She was like, "Oh well, um, this is the only person I know that has me beat on like when when they started." And she's like, "Starting at just like four months or something like that." It was like, it was some couple months, like a literal classified infant. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's cute though to post. And I was like, "Yes, yeah, so." Yeah, I feel like it's probably like just being like you know what they say playing classical music for kids like 
mm-hmm. it helps them develop or whatever so maybe just had like being with the violin and like hearing the music like maybe that's just counts as starting meanwhile when you get that money anyway, for him to be fabricating this baby old violin that someone had to make with tweezers and junk like <laughs> not to right how do you string that exactly you know what i thought about you know them videos that used Could to go ma- around like them them little cooking the miniature cooking things you know what i'm talking about like the miniature cooking little like oh, make yeah, yeah those make- gross me out really? <laughs> why yes they gross me out how? they're so weird it's so weird. It is how Ugh. it's kind of it's cool where they make like they making the spaghetti and meatballs, but especially when it's like meat and they make it all a little <gasps> small and stuff. Really, it's cool. It's so nasty to me. Like what the heck? I'm Where are you even nasty? Okay. Ugh. Oh, I'm confused. What do you mean, girl? They cooking spaghetti and I meatballs? I don't know. It's 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 but it's not regular. It's weird to me. And they be making it with a Those candle and junk. I'm like, like who got time for this? <laughs> Yeah, like especially it grosses me out when they make like meat and stuff. Cause I'm like, how do you even like the way it looks? It be looking all gray and weird. Cause it's not like a standard kitchen, so it's like a little candle light. Like I'm like, how hot is that really getting? That's true. And like I don't know. Nah, I mean it's very like that. That stuff is very weird to me. How we even get there? That's my fault because of oh, the tiny violin, tiny little violin. Yeah. Nah, but I mean you right how how are they how they stringing that up right Y'all i would love to know and money and resources but okay anyway right so um oh no ccc um five months i found it i found a thing that you don't five why you correct it like you made it <gasps> but she's a doll if i remember to, to link this post i will is her is her is her spine even good and, and set yet like when she fall forward on that junk know what you finna do Okay. <laughs> uh, if I remember to link this post, I will. But um, yeah, she um posts like her tiny little her tiny little students. But about her herself, she started the violin at two and a half. Um, and she gave her first uh, public performance at the Victoria Concert Hall, um, at age five. Um, and then she went to the United States. Um when she was nine to study at university of Michigan and okay. at Oberlin and then no girl. And then when she was 14, she became the youngest person to be accepted for a master's program at Yale. Uh, that a- like how you be at 14 getting a master's degree. I'll be doggone <laughs> if I saw a 14 year old in my at Yale. class. Girl, you ain't, you ain't got no getting the same degree as you. Right. You ain't got no soccer to go play. No rope to jump. Nothing. <laughs> right like um she was um she studied with i mean her teacher was phenomenal she studied with eric friedman who was a protege of yasha heifetz mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. um but yeah from there like from literally making history um she just went um went on to do a plethora of other things like she she graduated um from Yale at 17 and then she made her London debut um at Wigmore Hall and Royal Festival Hall with the Royal Fest I mean the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra um and then she just had like a, a booming solo career and I think now she um I think she's really uh shifted her focus towards teaching mm. um and and creating other prodigies because um she actually 
um, has like a, a really big studio in Singapore where she lives. How big is big? Um, and she's also like gotten. A, oh, girl, I don't know. I follow her on Instagram, so I just see a bunch of kids. People, like she, people be teaching she has, like, like fifty a little, students a week. I'm like, how? Why? Right? You even remember who this is? Like, I might, I maybe like. As a classroom teacher, it's no thing for me to be teaching 100 students a week, but they, they're not all up in my face one by one. Right, yeah, privately. Like, um, yeah, but a lot of her, it's interesting because for her to have uh, been a child prodigy, a lot of her students um, are can definitely be uh, classified as child prodigies. And especially because, like, you see... Um, like okay you see like someone that's pretty young but for her to be like yeah so this five month old um starting right now like i just want to see what her daughter's doing that's on our radar right i was like i I don't even like that's not even on my radar like five months not even on my radar at all so yeah um so yeah i mean she started off incredibly young and and had like some really crazy stuff going on i mean getting a master's degree at 14 but yeah i mean now she's um pretty much uh pretty much doing like she she has room now to like do other things like i know she has um, a master's in public policy as well like i feel like yeah i feel like a lot of um of the heavy lifting was done when she was like really really young so now she now she's chilling she got a family now Imagine what a concept. Meanwhile, I'm doing all the heavy lifting at the end. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Who's your girl? I've been chilling. (laughs) The heavy lifting at the end. I've been chilling. I was outside, jumping double dutch, watching TV for an excessive amount of hours per day. Now look at me, learning pieces note by note to get to get them in tune. How was you gonna learn them? Okay, you know what I mean. She learning page by <laughs> Anyway, I picked uh Clara Schumann, which if you were surprised, so was I, girl. Um, Clara Schumann is um, regarded as a child prodigy. Um, she was born September thirteenth, eighteen nineteen, and died uh, May twentieth, eighteen ninety six. We're gonna skip over her childhood. We'll get back there. Uh, but her mother was a singer. Her father was a theologist, but he was like low key doing a lot. Um and his his her his uh her dad was like kind of like the reason why she became a child prodigy because she he was really overbearing like in every sense of the word so even his mom like his mama cheated on uh Clara Schumann's mom cheated on her dad and <laughs> this look trifling Ooh, she better uh, be glad he wasn't no Jezwaldo type right but <laughs> the T is that. She cheated on him because he was doing too much, and then he was like, "All right, bet, uh, let's get a divorce." And she married the dude that she was cheating on him with. So, go ahead, sis, do your thing. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, period." Um, so she left. Okay, <laughs> she left, and that means her father exclusively raised her. Um, by the age of eighteen, she was performing to sold out crowds and junk. Chopin was coming to her shows, talking about, "Oh my God, girl, you that okay?" Period. And then, like a bunch of like, like she got a sign, a uh, piece of music from Schubert. Like everybody like knew that she was that girl. Um, and then, uh, she got a review written by Chopin in the uh, Revue a Gazette Musicale in Paris. So like people knew that she was doing that thing. Um, she met Robert Schumann very young. 
Um, we all know that. Um, I'm not gonna spend too much time here because it's something that we definitely want to do. Uh, when we, uh, when this comes back around. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. However, um, because she basically he basically waited till she was 18 to propose to her. Yes. And then she was living up in her house. You, yeah. That was weird. Like, literally so weird. And also met her when she was a child because he met her when they were on tour. So she did her she did her um her first tour at the age of thirteen. So okay. Um and but they her father was like, No, you're not marrying my daughter and they were like, Bet, we'll sue you and then that's how that worked out. Um, you're wondering about Brahms, I'm sure you are we'll come back there later not today um but basically brahms introduced himself to schumann because they were all them girls and then they were like oh my god you so good like you play so well and your stuff is so good and they were like okay thank you and then they became friends that way in more ways than one um and what people don't know is that (laughs) clara was really the breadwinner for the family um, because she was a she was trained very young as a child prodigy, so she that was what she do. She was like, "Oh, we need money. Okay, bet I'm gonna go play." So she would she would tour all throughout Europe, giving concerts and stuff to make money while Schumann was at home writing. And he wasn't no Debbie, but like you know, money was slower for him. Um, she she had a bu- a bunch of tragedy in her life, mainly because her husband like had a huge mental breakdown at like the age of 44, like threw himself into the Rhine like twice and like had to be admitted into a mental institution. And then I'm gonna fact check this, but I read, I read on a, well, I don't have to fact check a freaking, uh, what was it? It was an actual article, but like by the end of his, uh, Schumann's life, he was kind of like, all right, so this is enough for me. And like died of starvation. Um, and during that time, like she really wasn't allowed to see him and stuff. So I need that willpower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, she has a tremendous legacy. One of which I didn't know. She was one of the first people to perform from memory, so we can blame her. Um. And, okay. <laughs> I mean, I was at my recital, and um. Her compositions weren't really realized until later on because y'all sleep on everybody who's not a white male European. Um, but uh, yes, yeah. so her her main her main legacy for a long time was just a pianist. But now we kind of we're starting to see a glimmer of her of her being regarded as uh, a, comp- a composer. And because even even though she was all up in Brahms' face and they were doing whatever they were doing. Um, she like gave critiques on his first symphony because you know Brahms was in his feelings about that first symphony. Like, girl, if you don't just put out that first symphony, so you need to have that energy on the second symphony, okay? Um, it took him like twenty. Yeah, okay, okay. They keep saying that, which was great. My favorite one. Like, no, it was Mm -hmm. my favorite one. No, but he should have that attention to detail on on all of them. But I love the second one. It's amazing. Wow, awesome, cool. Um. So going back to her father and her being a child prodigy, her father groomed her. Like she t- started taking piano at the age of four, and then his, his uh, her mom quit because she was like, "Yo, he sucks." But I, I found somebody better. Which okay, girl, do you? Um. So then her father was like, "All right, bet. So what are we finna do?" So it was like daily lessons, daily hour lessons, which I don't know what I would do if I had a, a lesson every day. Um. So because that comes with like a large amount of practice, and then also everything she did was music so she had music theory counterpoint harmony and violin that's like all she did i mean every once in a while she took like religion because her dad was a theologist but he micromanaged everything that she did so 
<clears throat> there, there was no wiggle room for too much. She made her solo debut at the age of nine, and then ages of twelve and thirteen, she did her first European tour. So, um, and that when you said like when you were talking about Ming Lee, right? That's what you said. That's her name. Min Min Lee. Um, sorry, I know someone named Ming Lee. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, she. Like that sounds very similar to what Claire. I mean, except, except for like the her dad being like a little much. Like made debut at nine, studying at Michigan at nine. You know what I'm saying? Like let's let's talk about it. Like what do you think mm-hmm. about child? Because like my opinion is like based on like what I read about Clara, what I heard what you said, and that girl Lele. Like they all had something in common. Their parents knew what they was doing, put them in early. I mean, d- depending on different degrees of severity. And then you you foster a child prodigy, and then they, they just they just do well. Like so, I, in my opinion, like child prodigies don't really exist. I think you have kids that play and do that what they do really well. That's like kind of my opinion on it, based on what I've read. What do you what do you what do you think? <clears throat> okay, so I I think that they do exist, just because I think I don't think that it could happen to anybody. You don't think so? Like like. No, I don't think that that I don't think it could happen to anybody. I think there are people like you like you can really tell the difference. I feel like because okay, if you go outside of classical music and you look at another like another thing like say like math. Mhm. How I feel like you have to have first of all, there's a difference between like having a kid that you just do it for them and you have a kid that shows you signs and then you and then you sort of foster that, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, say you have a, say, say, say your kid has a play piano, and they like, like you know, they always playing on it, and they playing stuff, and you're like, how you even, how would you, what? what? And yeah. then you put them in piano lessons, and then they take off. Yeah. And I, I feel like from there, like, there, there's always like, I feel like for like true child prodigies, I feel like there's always like a little, there's like a, a connection there like naturally yeah um, but I do think a lot of it has to do with, with work because like I feel like there's some there's some church like if you don't have the resources you're not just gonna be a child prodigy right because you there's other things that you need like you still need to put in the work I think that's why my <laughs> I think that's why my um view is kind of skewed because it's like I think so long like okay if you I don't know if you ever saw Amadeus but it it makes it look like Mozart was just it's like if you're a child prodigy, it's like you walk up to the piano at the age of five and now you, you could play an entire list sonata from front to back. That's what that's what I think people make it seem like child prodigies are. And after doing this, it's kind of like these people have to put in a tremendous amount of work. It's not just like they they just can do it, which I think that's why in my, my, my skewed view is like there's no such thing as a child prodigy. He's a child that works hard. But I see what you're saying about like there has to be some joy because there's plenty of kids that their parents make them do stuff. I'm, I teach a bunch of them and there's an incredible amount of potential there, but they could care less about this instrument and me and this program. <laughs> yeah, but like um, I was going to say about like math and stuff, like I feel like a lot of the times when you see, see like a whole boy genius or whatever in an academic subject, it's mm-hmm. like they were doing extremely well in school and they decided to give them something a little harder and see how they did at that and see how they did at that, and, mm-hmm. you know, and kept going up and up and up. And it wasn't just like from the age to your mom was screaming, what's, what's three times three in your face, you know? Mm-hmm. 
like I feel like it's it's easier to make that comparison outside of classical music because like um yeah because like that's a very clear-cut example of like you were with everybody else in the regular school setting and then you just excelled at that Mm -hmm. um and then from there obviously you know you got tutors and you get you know um to help you get better but I do think that there's like people that have been playing their instrument for a really, really long time and they may have started really young, but it's not their thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, it's a combination of like, it was your thing, but also like you have an extreme amount of discipline. Like it's not just, well, there you go. And like, also, you know, you're a child prodigy now. Yeah. And also that your parents, I think also play a huge role because like, yeah, they're the one like, looking at Sharon, I mean, Clara Schumann's dad is kind of extreme, but like parents put you in the stuff, they pay for the stuff, and they also like pay for like high quality things, or like they they take you out of school so you could practice for five hours a day and not have to worry about going to school all day. Like they make decisions like that so that you can you can build upon your gifts as well. I don't know. Yeah, because it's also, like, there's a difference between, like, you having, like, the prodigy thing and, like, just being, like, say, musically inclined. Like, I feel like most people that are pursuing music as a profession are musically inclined, but that don't mean that they're prodigies. Like, even, like, I've played, my my mom would be like, you just have a thing for music and whatever. And, like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of concepts in music that I, that I catch on to pretty quickly. There's a lot that I don't, you know, mm-hmm. um, because when I, when I played piano, um, I don't remember what age I was when I started piano, but I was pretty young, but not, like, super, super young. But I flew through the first couple, like, you know, like, books and, like, stages of the curriculum. But also hit a brick wall when it, you know, when it came to certain things. Mm-hmm. So I felt like she was probably like, oh, you know, you just sell music. And, and I was like drawn to other instruments and I could play other instruments. But I'm by no stretch of the word a child prodigy. You know, like I feel like you have, you can be like, like drawn to something. But I just feel like some people, like I, I truly believe some people have a gift. But that gift can't just, it can't just be that gift alone. There's also, you got to have people around you that know like what to do with that. And that's where the parents come in. Yeah. Do you think you can build a child prodigy? Like, do you think you can? Do you think you can make a child prodigy? Because I feel like Clara Schumann was made. Yeah, I think you can. I think that. Um, Cause then to me, it's like that's not a child prodigy anymore. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the ones that are like that they show the initial talent, and then you then then you like foster that are like natural. And then I feel like the ones that like come from an environment where that's built into you from the, the literally the moment of your inception mm-hmm. are the ones that are made. Yeah. And that doesn't always work too, because you see a lot of like, you'll see like musical families where everybody's a musician and then they said that one kid mm-hmm. that it's not for them. You know what I mean? So, but I do think, I definitely think that could be made like, because her, cause men Lee, her whole studio, like they're studying with her and you see these tiny, these teeny, teeny like, little kids that are doing all this virtuosic stuff because like she went through like that was her childhood so she knows exactly how to implement that Mm -hmm. but you can also see that like not every kid is the same in her studio there's certain ones that are like way like that's a prodigy Mm -hmm. um i think about like what you said like like making a child prodigy versus like having like one that has like a natural talent that's fostered 
I think about like this is gonna sound rude, but I think about like Joshua Bell, who like he mm. he he did that like string whatever thing at, at Indiana, and then there was a ta- there was a town that was realized in him, and then he became who he is today. Where and same thing with like right. Min Lee, and then you have Clara Schumann, who was like you ain't get up this from his piano till you could play this stuff, right? So. <laughs> No, it's like, and then it's like how, like, the quality of your childhood, like, you know? Yeah. And, like, there was some, I have to do more extensive research on Claire because I'm actually really interested. Like, she has, she has diaries and stuff about her. It's like, it's written down. Um, and I'm curious to, like, because I heard, I, I saw some stuff about how, like, she kind of was, personality-wise, wasn't really the best and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean... I can see why. I mean, who was back then? I mean, right. No clean water. Everybody was stinky. Right. Racism. Mm, pretty much the same thing we got going on right now. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, only thing I see the difference is, is uh, running water. That's mm, probably. Depending on where you live. And that's true. So, I guess we're living. <laughs> I guess we haven't made much improvement. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, whole inventions. We literally we're sitting on one of them, many of them. Um. All right, let us know what y'all think about child prodigies and whatever, and we are moving on. All right, y'all. It's a black excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who you got, Delaney? All right. So this week we are talking about Erilyn Wallen. Uh, she is a composer from Belize. Um, okay, Belize, stand so up, she, period. <laughs> so she has an illustrious career so far. She holds degrees from Goldsmiths College, University of London, King's College, University of Cambridge. Okay, girl. Um, and she also teaches at <laughs> at the Royal College of Music, um, the Trinity Loban Conservatoire of Music and Dance, and also the Birmingham conservatoire of music um so she's both a composer and a performer um she's written 17 operas to date um, so and she's won several awards right including i mean what, what, what was i saying about the man maybe another how many years 60 65 years i mean definitely not in our lifetime before they, before they program another one definitely not in our lifetime. right so that's enough black um, black black blackness to last a century okay <laughs> I mean, if y'all looking to be to to be on the right side of history, go ahead and um, program on her operas. Um, she has many awards, including the um, Ivor Novello Award for classical music and the uh, British Composer Award. Um, she wrote two large scale works for the opening ceremonies of the Paralympic Games for London in 2012. She also founded her own orchestra, um, named Orchestra X. Period. Um, who whose right latest orchestral album named photography was voted in the top 10 classical albums of 2016 by um usa's national public radio um she has also um worked on several works for the royal northern symphonia and bbc uh, and a bbc commission for national orchestra of wales um also a septet for chinake um she also wrote a concerto grosso that received its u.s premiere um, by the Southeast Symphony in Los Angeles. Um, 
and she's also having a new album of organ and choral works uh coming out on king's college recordings um so she's just really out here um writing all kinds of stuff like getting all kind of commissions girl you better go ahead right um Right. She was awarded the MBE in 2007 for her services in music um, and was inaugurated in the honorary, uh, the honorary fellow of Mansfield College in Oxford in 2015 um, in recognition of her contribution to scholarship in the field of British contemporary music um, and all of her exceptional achievements as a composer. So we got this not just black excellence, but black lady excellence and her hair is popping too. Come on, curl pattern. Um, okay. So I'm gonna link um, the article that I first um, that I first read about her in, as well as um, any you know online presence that she has. So go ahead, Erin. Right. Period. Do your thing, girl. Okay, let's wrap it up. Um, my piece of the week is uh collective consciousness i got a british composer which is not like me um britain's i might have said this a what a british oh british composer you suck okay you know i don't really mess with i'm, I'm glad erilyn coming to save the day um <laughs> uh benjamin britain's simple symphony have i said this before i don't think so sentimental sarabond listen like that piece is so good like especially that movement i don't really care for which one the fourth movement that's not my cup of tea but the sentimental cerebine and everything's an alliteration and i feel like i have said this but girl you gonna hear it again and because the reason why i was i was somewhere where where was i that i was around a kid that was good enough to avoid it somebody in one of my jobs youth orchestra they must be playing it because i heard that bum the violas freaking do that okay and it's called simple because it's based on um little melodies he had from when he was a child but ain't no part of that piece simple except the end so like the last note um <laughs> so okay uh check him check that piece out i'll link it and whatever so you got anything announcements no no i don't think so yeah i don't think so all right thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast if you have a piece of the week suggestion black excellence suggestion and intermission suggestion why don't you forget that one uh send them to us at classically black podcast at gmail.com you are a troll (laughs) you are a troll And we will talk to you on next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.